Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. I'm coming to you from the West Coast where it's quite early in the morning and I'm staying with a friend of mine, Brad, and this is a, a in my background here is a wall hanging that's from Lesotho, South Africa. Brad does a lot of missionary work and that's a, a reminder of a place where he'd gone to serve the Lord. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and Today's going to be a good message. I have a question for you. Have you ever had someone tell you you're wasting your life on the Lord? I sure have. I had my parents tell me that. And I've had friends tell me that when I was younger. Tom, you're going to waste your life. You're going to waste your money. You know, you have so much potential and you're wasting it all on your religion, I was told. Well, today we have a uh, an example in scripture of a woman who wasted a lot on Jesus, and we want to see the reaction Jesus gave to her and see if maybe she actually made a pretty good decision. We're in in Holy Week, and we've been looking at the events of the week that changed the world, and today we want to look at the day where Jesus was in Bethany, which is now Bethany is on on the east side of the Mount of Olives, as he would have crossed over the Mount of Olives, he would see the city of Jerusalem. So this is during Holy Week, and this is what it says. When Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster vial of costly perfume. Now, Simon the leper undoubtedly had been healed and was hosting Jesus and grateful to Jesus. We don't know a whole lot about him other than he was healed, and uh, now Jesus was there in his home. So the woman came probably was from Bethany, we find from the book of John that this woman was Mary, who was the sister of Lazarus, whom Jesus had not too many days earlier had raised from the dead. And so here they are, and Jesus was Simon the leper, and in comes Mary. And a woman, Mary, came to him with an alabaster vial of very costly perfume. Now you might ask, how costly? Over in the book of Mark, we find it was 30 thousand denarii. Wow. 30,000, that's a day's wages. Imagine, for instance, if you put it in our days, uh, uh, excuse me, 30,000 denarii, excuse me. Anyway, 33, I've got my number. It was about a year's wages. 300 denarii would have been. About a year's wages. What would that be? 70,000, 80, 90, 100,000 dollars worth? maybe more. We don't know exactly, but what would be considered a year's wages here in in our culture. And she brought perfume. She tells me Lazarus must have been doing pretty well. And here they were having, this was a lot of money, my friends. Perfume worth that much money. And she brings it. And what does she do? She poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. My goodness, what would you do if you saw that? What would you do if you saw someone pour out something worth perhaps 50, 60, 70, 80, a year's worth of your income? Poured it on on his head. Well, here's what the disciples were indignant. They were upset. They, they, They were indignant at the woman. They said, why this waste? This perfume might have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. Why are you wasting this on Jesus, they asked. Well, 
continuing on. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why do you bother this woman? For she has done a good deed to me. For you will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. For when she poured out this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for my burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. What a fascinating passage. The disciples are rebuking the woman. Jesus is rebuking the disciples. He's reminding them that this woman actually did a good thing. Now, you, 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 what lesson you learn from this? You can't say that Jesus was not concerned about the poor. He obviously was. But here this woman prioritized an act of gratitude. I mean, Jesus had raised her brother from the dead. And here she had something of great value. And the disciples were judging how she was spending it. And Jesus was affirming her. They were rebuking the disciples. You can't say Jesus didn't care about the poor, but you can say this. Jesus was, was grateful and Jesus was appreciative of the way she worshiped him, of the way she showed her love for him. He didn't reprove her for this. He didn't say, yeah, you could have given this to the poor. He said, she's done a good thing for me. She's anointed me for my burial. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But I would like to say, we can't judge the way other people use their money for the Lord. We might look at someone who has money and we think, well, you ought to do it this way. Or you ought to support this. Or you ought to give to that. Be careful about judging others. You, you be a good steward of the money God has given you, but God can lead them differently. And in this case, Jesus was grateful for how this woman, she stood alone in how she honored Jesus with this, with her money, quite a bit of it. But notice what the disciples also say. Why this waste? Every years ago, as I read this verse, and God really spoke to me from it, and I kind of, the message I took was, if you're going to waste your life, you might as well waste it on Jesus. You know, a lot of people waste their life on things. What we believe, what, what some people believe is a waste of life for us is actually an investment of our life in what really matters and really counts for all of eternity. And indeed, we who have a whole different value system, sometimes we look at people of the world giving their life to the world, the flesh and the devil, and we say, what a waste. In fact, Jesus said this, what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What would a man be profit if he had everything the world had to offer, but he lost his soul? Would we look at that person and say, what a waste, a waste of a soul. You had it all, but really you had nothing because you lost your soul. Understand something, brothers and sisters. We who follow Jesus, we have a different value system. We value certain things that the world considers wasteful. And indeed, sometimes the world goes after things that those of us who see life from an eternal perspective and we want to honor God, we say they're wasting it. They're just building for the domain of darkness. They're building for the wrong kingdom. And indeed, one day, as it says in 1 Corinthians 3, 
they will suffer loss. If you're gonna if you're gonna suffer loss, I'd rather it be now than at the judgment seat of Christ. I'd rather it be now than on the day of judgment. Why this waste? Brothers and sisters, if you're gonna waste your life, what better thing to waste it on than Jesus Christ? Because he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And remember, it is no waste. If you give your life to him, it's an investment in what is eternal. Back to our passage. I want to I realize something about Mary here. She had a rare opportunity to love Jesus. Sometimes opportunities present themselves that don't present themselves again. Had she not honored him and anointed him with this costly perfume that day, she would not have had another chance. It was only a few days later and Jesus was going to be crucified. He'd be gone. There'd be no opportunity. And here she took advantage of that opportunity. Can I encourage you, when you have opportunities, to take advantage of them and to follow the leading of the Spirit. This is one way we know we have an opportunity. The Spirit prompts us to do things. I imagine you've had that. A good idea comes in your mind, an idea to do something of, of, of to honor the Lord or honor others. An idea comes in your mind. I'm trying to learn more and more to see those ideas as from the Holy Spirit and that he's wanting to speak to me and he's prompting me. And I'm wanting to learn how to follow those without thinking about it. Well, obviously you think about it, but without calculating and and trying to logically reason, is this right or not? Because sometimes I talk myself out of it. And I look back later and I realize that was the Spirit of God speaking to me. And I should have taken advantage of that opportunity. That opportunity might not come again. It might be an opportunity to speak to someone, to say something, to, to share the gospel, to share a word of encouragement, to share your testimony. It might be uh, to bless someone financially, to serve someone. To, sometimes you might be walking your neighborhood and you get the idea of, you know, you see someone work, working in the yard, you help them out a little bit, or you see someone in a store and you, they're, they're struggling to have enough money to pay their grocery bill and just, I'll, I'll pick up the rest. Sometimes the Spirit of God moves upon us to bless someone in a, in a way we weren't counting on expecting. Follow that leading. Don't talk yourself out of it. Final thing I want to say here, this is powerful. I heard the message several years ago at our Faith Walkers Conference delivered by my friend Frank Liu, and he commented that what must Jesus have smelled on the cross? I mean, thousands of dollars worth of perfume, that must have been some strong perfume. And undoubtedly, as Jesus was on the cross, and you know, crucifixion's smelly. It's a, people are dying out there. Blood can be smelly, the, the sweat, and the, he'd been beaten and, and scourged. And undoubtedly, it was a smelly area. And, and Jesus was alone. Even the Father forsook him. His disciples had forsaken him. He's being publicly humiliated by all who walked by. And very likely, very possibly, as he hung there alone in a smelly, putrid embarrassing, humiliating place, the smell of that perfume may have still been with him. Would have been with him when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. Would have been with him at the Last Supper. That smell would have been with him as he stood alone before Pilate. Would have been with him as he stood before Herod. 
would have been with him as he was scourged and very likely still with him as he hung on that cross as a reminder that even though everyone had fled and he was alone, there was someone who had had stood with him. My friends, you never know when an act of service, an act of love, an act of kindness, of generosity, an act that you do to care and bless someone else, you never know. You never know when that act will remain with them as 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 an act of encouragement during their time of need and struggle, as this woman undoubtedly did during Jesus' loneliest hour. Let's go ahead and pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this story. You said it would be told wherever the gospel was preached in the whole world. And we're so glad that we can talk about it here again this morning. What a wonderful, beautiful act this woman performed to anoint Jesus, to prepare him for his upcoming crucifixion and burial. She did a good thing to him. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. A year's worth of uh, of perfume that was as valuable as a year's worth of wages. Lord, that never would make sense. And yet you honored her. And even here, 2,000 years later, we honor her today. And And we are grateful for examples. Help us, Father, to hear the Spirit, to listen to your guidance, to do those acts of kindness that you call us to do, and to be faithful with that. And even if it seems ridiculous, like logically we could talk ourselves out of it, that we'd be people who learn to hear the voice of the Spirit and follow his guidance to be a blessing to others and thereby be a blessing to you as well. We love you today. We give you this day to honor you and to serve you and to walk with you. Fill us with your spirit in all that we do this very day, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Don't you love the Bible? It's awesome. That's why we come here every day, live if possible. If not, I pre-record. But we're here every day, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can watch anytime through the day. Or you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. If you're new today, a special welcome. I hope you'll join our community. I hope you'll like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Share with your friends. Share on your social media, your Facebook or Instagram page. Let's help grow our community and, uh, and be with us regularly. Make a commitment to be here. You won't, don't come just when you feel like it or the thumbnail looks interesting. Let's make a commitment. To you who are here every day, I love you. So glad to have you along. And until we see meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, and might you be led by a spirit to be a blessing to Jesus and others. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.